Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast. My name is Kerry Shumway and I'll be your host. In today's podcast, I'm going to share a replay of a webinar that was put on on the topic of brewery financial planning during a pandemic. This was recorded in December of 2020 and the topics really are around financial reforecasting, cash flow planning, and I'm also introducing the new 2021 Brewery Financial Training Program. So I'll put links in the show notes to all of the information that's referenced in today's podcast so that you can check those out. And if you'd like to watch the webinar itself, I'll have a link to that as well. So for now, please enjoy this rebroadcast of our webinar on brewery financial planning in a pandemic. Hello and welcome to this presentation on brewery financial planning in a pandemic. So really what we're going to talk about here is accelerated financial planning because usually take doing our budget, our financial plan can take weeks, months, involves many people. Uh, we don't have that kind of time right now. So we have to figure out how to do this financial planning update in a matter of hours or days. So that's going to require that we have some tools that are flexible and quick to update so that we can read them, understand them, see what our new financial game plan looks like. So that is what we're going to talk about today is how to provide you with those tools so that you can have accelerated financial planning so that you can stay on top of all the changes that are going on in the market. We're also going to talk about really keeping a laser focus on your most important asset, and that is your cash and your access to capital and having tight controls. And we talk about a lot of things in our brewery business, you know, innovation, new packages, new brands, automation within our equipment and so forth. But without cash and access to capital, we are basically out of business. So that has got to be number one. So this is a recorded presentation. Uh, so we won't have a chat area, but if you do have questions afterwards, uh, you can shoot me an email here, carry at beerbusinessfinance.com. Uh, if you have something that you'd like to talk through, maybe it doesn't lend itself to an email, uh, shoot me a message. We'll set up a time uh, to have a quick talk. Uh, as far as resources and materials, the spreadsheets and course deck will be available on the site. You can go to Craft Brewery Financial Training and search for these. And if you're not able to find them quickly, just shoot me a message and I'll get them right over to you. And then obviously replays of this video will be available for you. So this is me. My name is Kerry Shumway. I'm a CPA, CFO, numbers guy. And I spent 15 years as a CFO for a beer wholesaler. I'm currently a partner and CFO for Wormtown Brewery in Worcester, Mass. So I've created Craft Brewery Financial Training really is a place to share what I've learned, hopefully shorten the learning curve for you so that you can create a financially successful brewery. I do have a free brewery financial newsletter. If you're not subscribed, 
You can head over to craftbrewerryfinancialtraining.com and sign up. And there are also subscriptions for premium training courses that you can check out there as well. I did want to also introduce you to a new project that I have completed. I'm very proud of this, and hopefully this is something that's going to be a valuable resource uh, for the craft brewery community. Uh, and this is the Brewery Financial Training Program. Uh, so I'm going to go into this in a little more detail at the end of the webinar, and I'll have a special offer for you here on this course. Uh, but basically, I just wanted to quickly introduce you to it. Uh, it's on a new learning platform. Uh, the delivery method is, is very slick. Uh, I think it's going to be hopefully a great way to you know, increase engagement and learning as you're going through your, your brewery financial training journey. So more on that later. So what we're going to talk about here in the presentation, again, is how to create a flexible financial model that you can quickly update, stay on top of all the changes that are going on in the world today. We'll talk about cash flow tools and techniques, and I'll share those things that I've, I've used and I use on a regular basis, and then we'll overview that new 2021 Brewery Financial Training Program. So just to prime the pump, to set the stage, I want everybody to stare at this word, uh, cash. If there's one message we're going to take away from today, one lesson that's going to make the most difference, it's we need to be fanatical about our cash flow. Cash flow fanatics. So our strategic positioning, our market share growth, the innovation and so on, that's all good stuff, but none of it means a hill of beans unless we have cash, cash flow, access to capital. So the financial management, cash flow management that we're going to talk about, these are systems, these are tools so that we can achieve this one singular focus on cash. It's the thing that's going to keep us, keep us in business. So we always need to be mindful of that, mindful of, you know, where, mind your flanks, where we may be vulnerable, and we need to watch this like a hawk. So with that in mind, where I wanted to start was on beer pricing, cost of goods sold, and margins. So it's kind of a quick recap and overview of how important uh, each of these areas are to our the financial results of our beer business. So sales, obviously, that's the price of the beer. That's what we're going out at. Cost of goods sold, that's all the costs that go into making the beer. And then the margin's the difference between the two. Sales minus cost of goods sold equals our margin. And we're having so many changes in terms of how we go to market. Maybe it was all through the tap room, but now we're doing, say, some uh, home delivery or self-distribution. Uh, we, were, we were pouring draft beers and getting those nice margins, and now we're perhaps selling growlers or packaged beer. So setting the stage here, it's really to look at what has happened you know, during the pandemic relative to how we're going to market with our beer. So I thought with that, we would just kind of recap uh, how important beer costs and pricing are. So again, the simple math is price minus the cost of goods sold equals our margin. So the way that would work is if we have, if we're selling, say, a case of beer for $30, the cost of those, of that beer is 18, that gives us a margin of $12. To compute our margin percentage, we just divide the margin dollars of 12 by the price of the beer of $30, and that gives us a 40% margin. So that's just how the math works on it and what we'll need to be keeping an eye on. 
within our beer costs of goods sold, we essentially have these three main categories. We're looking just at everything, all the costs that are directly associated with the production and packaging of our beer. So that would include direct labor, direct material, and overhead. And in aggregate, these things are the bill of materials. So our cost of goods sold, therefore, are the sum of direct labor, direct material, and overhead. And again, you know, in the pandemic, we may be seeing differences in the way we sell our beer, selling in different packages. Maybe we're selling 12 packs instead of the four packs. You know, maybe we're selling through different channels, packaged beer to go instead of that draft beer example. And these changes can have really huge implications for product margins and in turn the profitability of a brewery. So step one really is, what does it cost to make each of our products? And once we know this, the cost of our beer, not just generally, but specifically by package, we can then layer in the pricing and we can see what changes may be coming relative to the financial results, relative to profit, relative to cash flow. So what we want to do is we want to create, if we don't have it already, or update really our, our cost of goods sold and by, by each package. And this is what an example of what it can look like. So this is our package for uh, 16 ounce cans for the IPA. We've got the categories of direct labor, direct material, and overhead. And we're breaking down all the different components that go into it so we can see what the total costs are. So if you have this already, you're in good shape. If you don't really need to put this together, it's the only way we're going to understand what changes are, are coming and have arrived relative to margin and profitability changes uh, here in the pandemic. So if you've got it, good. If you don't, uh, get it updated uh, so you have a good handle on your costs. And then we turn to beer pricing. So once we know the cost of our products, we layer in the pricing and we can see what, what changes may be coming here as well. So the pricing terms, you know, depending on how you go to market, we have PTW, it's price to wholesaler. PTD, it's sometimes referred to price to distributor, same thing. PTR, price to retailer, and PTC, price to consumer. So if we're selling to a wholesaler, that's the price to wholesaler. The wholesaler, in turn, would sell to the retailer, PTR, price to retailer. And then the retailer, in turn, is going to sell to the consumer, price to, price to consumer. So we want to have a good understanding of how to price our beer to wholesalers, retailers, and customers, so we understand how the margins are working uh, through the three-tier system and the requirements for each stakeholder. So I want to share with you a model that you can use to analyze uh, the economics of the price and the cost and the financial impact of those changes. Again, changes to what we're selling, different package types, and how we're selling it, You know, not maybe not through the taproom, but through different channels uh, during this pandemic. So on beer margins, we do want to be mindful of, certainly first and foremost, the margins for our business, for our brewery. And we also have to understand the margins and expectations for the wholesaler and the retailer, because if we don't understand that and properly price our beer, they may not be getting the margins they need uh, to be profitable and or to focus on the sales of your product. So competitive pricing, sustainable margins, everybody needs to make money. Uh, throughout the system, whether or not we're in a pandemic or not. So this is a tool that I like to use to analyze our beer pricing and margins. And I'm going to go through this relatively quickly, but again, this, this spreadsheet will be available and there's more uh, information for you. 
uh, at craftbrewerryfinancialtraining.com where you can spend a little more time with this. But the basic takeaway is we want to summarize each of the different package types that we sell. And we want to understand the specific cost of those packages, what our current pricing structure is, and what the margin is for our brewery for each one. So in this example, we've got the IPA. We're selling it in five uh, different package types from half barrels to uh, six-pack uh, 12 ounce cans. So as you can see off to the far right, the brewery margin percentage can be very different depending on what package we're selling. A half barrel, we've got margins north of 50%. In our two 12-pack 12 12-ounce 12 cans, we have margins under 20%. So that can make a huge difference in the profitability of our brewery, and particularly if we're shifting uh, our sales volume, say, from half barrels with on-premise you know, being restricted or closed, you know, we're obviously seeing a lot more cans and bottles, and that can have uh, quite an impact on our profitability. We then take that information, and we understand what we're going to make as a brewery, and if we're selling to a wholesaler, uh, we can see what those margins would look like at the different price points for the wholesalers. And we need to understand what are their margin expectations. Um, you know, Typically, we want to get these around 30%. That's going to vary by market. It's going to vary by wholesaler, etc. cetera. Uh, but if, if we have a good handle on the costs of our products, good handle on the pricing and where we need to be, then we can back into those wholesaler and retailer margins. So again, you know, pandemic or no pandemic, this is good information to analyze. It's particularly important now as we're shifting to different package types and seeing very different margins. So we just need a, a good tool to do that. And this one works pretty well for me and hopefully it will work for you and save some time. So next I want to shift from you know that kind of granular look at our portfolio, our costs, the pricing structure, you know, the shifting of what type of packages we're selling and how and where we're selling to a more global financial forecasting model. And this is really going to be just an accelerated version of our financial budget. We need something that is flexible, it's quick to update, and it's simple to use. We do not have the luxury of time to spend weeks or months, involve lots and lots of people to create a robust financial plan. We just don't. So what we need, again, is something that's quick and easy to use, and that's what I'm going to share with you here. We're going to forecast sales, cost of goods, operating expenses. And what we can do if we already have that financial budget is use that as a baseline. So maybe that budget was created um, you know, pre-pandemic, and now we need to adjust it up or down. We can do that, um, or we can simply start from scratch. Either way, the, the tool is going to be helpful for that. And this is obviously useful you know, primarily, I think, for internal uses, how to use this as a financial game plan. But if you're working with your bank or outside investors and they want to know what's going on, uh, it's useful for that purpose as well. So this is what the model looks like. Again, there's a lot going on here. But if we break it down, really what we're looking at is a summarized uh, income statement. So along the left-hand side, we're going to project out our sales and if we're selling to wholesale self-distribution or through the tap room, we can identify each of those. If we only have one you know, or two of these, you can obviously modify the model. But the takeaway is we want to know, you know previously what were, where were we selling, through which channels, and what changes are going to come you know, based on the pandemic that we're, that we're in right now. 
So looking at those, continuing through the cost of goods sold and our margin. So at each level, you know, we're going to have different cost structures. We're going to have different margins, again, depending if we're selling through wholesale or taproom. Now across the top, what I like to do is have a monthly look because things are changing fairly rapidly. Um, so we want to know what has occurred and what can we expect coming up in the next month or for the balance of the year. Now, as I record this, it's December of 2020. Um, so what we have is pretty much a complete look at, you know, by this time we'd have January through November as actual results and we'd want to put those in and then we'd be forecasting out December. And then we'd simply roll this forward uh, into 2021 and use use this as a uh, a model uh, to forecast out the new year. But the takeaway here is across the top, if we have actual results for completed months, we want to put those in, and then we're going to forecast out uh, those months that we haven't completed yet. And that's going to just give us a summary look at by month what's coming up, our best estimates, and then it's going to summarize the the, the full year uh, so that we can see what that looks like. So this is just the top half of the statement. This is sales, cost, goods, and margins. The bottom half of the statement, we want to include, obviously, our OPEX. That's our operating expenses. That would include all of our payroll, lease expense, insurance, and so forth, everything that would go into uh, running our business. And then we're going to include any debt service that we may have. Debt service is basically what do we owe on loans to the bank, or to others, what kind of debt obligations do we have? So we're going to take our sales, cost of goods, determine what our margins are under this new normal. We're going to layer in our operating expenses, and that's going to give us a sense as to, okay, what is our net income looking like? We're going to convert that into EBITDA, which is our earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. That's kind of like a modified version of cash flow. And then we're going to compare that to our debt service, those are the payments that we're going to owe. And we're going to determine from this kind of a rough look at what our estimated cash flow from operations might look like. So along the bottom, you can see where we're in, in the first month, we're around 12,000, positive 6,000. Then we start to, to, to dip down negative 45, negative 35,000, negative 20,000. So this is obviously a, a fairly bleak picture, but it at least give us an expectation. What do I need to have for cash? or access to capital so that I can make it through these next few months. Now, obviously, if you're going to be eligible for uh, payroll protection program, the PPP, the second round that's coming out, you can layer that in as well um, and use that um, as an expected you know, cash inflow that may be coming for you. But in a nutshell, this is a one-page model that you can use to update quickly. You're going to have to use estimates uh, for sure. We just don't have time to uh, create lots and lots of different schedules and hold lots of different meetings to build this up. We're going to have to do the best we can from information uh, from the market, from wholesalers, uh, from our retail customers, uh, from what we're seeing in our tap rooms relative to sales forecasts. We're going to need to dig into the cost of our beer, how we're selling it to build up our margins. And then we're going to look at our operating expenses, what changes might have occurred. You know, certainly in payroll, do you have the same staffing levels? And we can adjust those uh, based on you know what's going on today. So from that, I want to shift to a cash flow. You know, really looking at what cash flow is it? So it's just money that's flowing into 
and out of our business. And it's different from profit and loss. So what we looked at on the previous schedule, you know, our financial forecast, that's kind of telling us, you know, are we going to have a net income here? Are we going to have profit or loss? Cash flow is different from that in the sense that the income statement is measuring transactions, you know, sales uh, when we've made the sale, not necessarily when we've collected the money. Um, expenses when we're obligated to pay them, not necessarily when we pay them out. So that's this cash versus accrual accounting difference. So the only thing we really need to know from here is our income statement is not necessarily going to be reflective of our actual cash flow. So we need to measure our income uh, and we need to measure our cash flow separately. So that's what we want to look at in this section. Now you may be familiar with your statement of cash flows as something that you may see um, from your CPA on an annual basis. want to steer us away from the state normal statement of cash flows for now and get a little more granular and a little more use a tool that we can uh, look at more on a daily basis. This statement is is great uh, but again it takes some time to pull together. So what we want to do is look at a more uh, useful daily tool. The statement of cash flows again is looking at all different um, the three different uh, main financial statements. So with the income statement, the balance sheet, and the statement of cash flows. Statement of cash flows is measuring all cash all the time, whereas income statement and balance sheet are primarily measuring transactions. So we need to use a statement of cash flows, but we don't necessarily need to use the big one. And what I recommend is when we're looking at monitoring cash flow, I want to look at these pieces of the cash flow puzzle. These are really cash flow drivers. So first and foremost, what do we have for cash on hand or access to capital? A line of credit might you know, be included in that access to capital bucket. Next, I want to look at these cash flow drivers of our accounts receivable. That's our AR. Our accounts payable, AAP what kind of upcoming payroll we may have, what kind of upcoming uh, debt payments that we have. We don't want any surprises relative to cash and cash flow. Surprises are bad. So this is a very simple daily or weekly cash flow tracker that I like to use that can at least give me a measure of comfort of what do we have for cash on hand, what do we have availability, uh, available credit, and then what is our expected money in and money out over a short period of time. And I like to look at this over a week, week's period of time. So in this example, I know that on hand I have 75000 in the bank right now. I have access to a line of credit of 150000 So in aggregate, I've got about 225000 of cash or access to. So that just kind of sets the stake in the ground. Where are we right now today? And then I want to know, all right, what's coming up over the next couple of days or week? What are we going to collect for money? What do we have for money in? And these might be our deposits. Again, if we're working with wholesalers or retailers, if we've got expected accounts receivable collections, uh, we can put that in here, 75000 And then if we have expected payments that we're going to make over the course of the next few days or week, I want to know what those are. And I'd look at my accounts payable, open invoices, make an estimate on what we're going to pay there, look at my payments maybe to the bank on the debt that we owe and look at any payroll that might be coming up this week or next. So I'm going to start with the 225 of available 
I'm going to add in what I expect to collect, 75. And then I'm going to subtract any expected money out, accounts payable, debt payments and payroll, and that's going to give me a future cash balance of 200000 So it's not perfect, um, but it's pretty good in terms of setting the stage. And really what it does is it uh, creates a routine uh, for you of monitoring uh, cash flow. Again, we want to be cash flow fanatics. One way to do that is to get something we can get our hands around, and I find this is fairly straightforward um, and a good starting point to at least begin uh, to monitor your cash flow on a regular basis. So again, your cash flow drivers, accounts receivable, inventory accounts payable, capital expenses, and of course, you know, our operating results, which is our profit and loss. So I'm going to dig in a little bit uh, to two of these drivers, show you how I monitor them uh, so that you could become a cash flow fanatic yourself. So the first one are accounts receivable, the collections. Basically, accounts receivable is uncollected sales. In this example, we're selling to retailers. We've got money that's due from them. We have not collected the cash yet. We need to keep an eye on this. So on the left-hand side, we have each customer listed. And then in the total column, how much each customer owes. Now across the top, your, your accounting system is typically going to be able to run an accounts receivable aging report. And all that's doing is taking the invoices that are due and telling you uh, how uh, what the age of that particular invoice is. So for example, if you're extending credit terms to your retailers of 30 days, you sell them the beer, they have 30 days to pay you, that shows up in the first column, 0 to 30 days. Uh, that's what's due from them. That Those are invoices that are within that 0 to 30 day uh, due date. So I've color-coded these really as green, yellow, and red. Green, I think we're okay. Yellow, we need to watch. And red, we could have a collection problem. So if we look in the yellow section, 30 to 45 days, 45 to 60 days, these are overdue. This is money that we should have in the bank. And you can see between the two columns, you know, we've got somewhere around you know, $17,000. 60-day column for sure, red, There's there likely is a problem with that. We need to act on it. We need to call that retailer, send letters, figure out what's going on. So if you add up those those three columns, you know, we're 18, somewhere around 18, $19,000. It's pretty significant. So I like to watch this on a regular basis, the accounts receivable aging report. Run it, compare it to your credit terms, see if you've got any problems there. Aggressively manage this asset because this directly affects your cash on hand. The other driver, accounts payable, very similar report that you may get out of your accounting system. Down the left-hand side, we have our customers. So these are our vendors, the people that we owe money to. In the total column, that's the aggregate of what we owe them. And the same aging process across the top, 0 to 30 days, and so forth, to indicate whether or not we are paying our bills on time. So we want to manage our accounts payable. The name of the game is we don't want to pay too soon, but we don't want to get to a point where our vendors are irritated with us and or shutting us off and not sending us you know, needed materials so that we can stay in business. So again, I like to look at this report on a regular basis as well to make sure, all right, if we're holding or sitting on any invoices, um, is that a byproduct of we've worked with that vendor or supplier and they've extended their terms? Or are we just sitting on checks? Or did we just miss something? So if you can see here in the 60-day column in red, there's $1,200. 
we need to understand are we are we holding that invoice have we negotiated with that vendor or is that just an oversight um, so again i find this a useful tool to kind of manage not only what are you know what do we have currently but what are we going to have in the in the very near future for outgoing payments so this can inform that summary cash flow uh, tracker that we had had looked at before in terms of money out what might be coming up so we got to watch those numbers you know, we got to monitor, we got to update with new information uh, on those cash flow tools. I look at them just about every day, certainly on a weekly basis, uh, to do an update. And a financial reforecast, um, it's a bi-weekly or a monthly process for us to look at, you know, what were our expectations relative to sales, margins, expenses, and what are we actually seeing, and what changes uh, do we need to make, do we need to update it. Uh, we've got the tool to do that, looking at our sales trends, getting news from the wholesalers and markets, and of course, whatever legislative changes might be coming down the pike. So it's really important to have these tools to create these routines and systems and be watching these things on a regular basis. Things are changing so fast. So I wanted to wrap up with an overview of the 2021 Brewery Financial Training Program. Again, this is a, it's a brand new website that I've created um, it's under the brand of Carrie's Financial Training. That's me. I'm Carrie, that guy up there with the hat on. Uh, so it's a brand new website. It's a brand new learning platform. Uh, I'm really, really proud of you know how this has come together, and you know most importantly, I I, I believe it's something that's going to be very useful for you to take this financial training content and really make it digestible. Maybe make it approachable. Um, my content tends to be very sort of black and white. Here it is. There's spreadsheets and this and that. And that works for me, but it may not work for everyone. So this platform delivers the information, frankly, in a more palatable way. It just, it just frankly looks better. So I'm, I'm excited to share this with you. Um, the course itself, you know, this is financial literacy training for non-financial people. So it's not, you don't have to be an accountant. It's, it's almost better if you're not an accountant. You understand your brewery business. You understand you need some help. Uh, and this is the course to do that. So it delivers this information over, there's 40 lessons delivered across six different modules, six core uh, categories. And there's about eight hours of total instruction. And there are six graded quizzes that you go through to just help reinforce the material. And there's a final exam um, that's included here as well. This is just a kind of a peek as to what the course itself looks like. Each lesson has a video. It's supported with uh, course downloads and a quick description of what you'll learn in each one. So again, I, I think it's uh, very useful. Again, I'm very proud of the way it came out, the way it looks, and I'm hopeful, hopeful that it will be uh, something that's valuable for you to help improve financial results in your business. And in this webinar special, I do want to offer you a discount. You know, we've just rolled this course out. I want to try to get it to as many people as possible. So if you want to check this out, you go to carriesfinancialtraining.com, enter the coupon code HOLIDAYWEBINAR, and you'll save $150 off of the course price. Regular price is $499 for tuition, and with this special, you can get it for $349. And that offer is going to end $1224 at midnight if you want to take advantage 
All right, let's wrap it up. So what did we learn today? How to create a flexible financial model. Really, the two, two primary takeaways from this section, review your portfolio costs, understand your beer costs, your beer margins. There's so much shifting of what we're selling and how we're selling it. And then use that one-pager flexible forecast. We don't have weeks or months. We've got hours and days. We have to update our financial plan on a regular basis so we know what's coming so that we can plan uh, for you know this this new reality. Cash flow tools and techniques. We're going to use identify and use it and monitor those cash flow drivers, accounts receivable, accounts payable in particular. Create those routines where you're building up that cash tracker scorecard so you can see what you've got right now and over the course of the next days and week or so. And then if it's valuable for you, if now's the right time, uh, take a closer look at the 2021 Brewery Financial Training Program. Just go to Carrie's Financial Training. Uh, you can learn a lot more about it. There's a video overview of the course. Uh, there's the full course outline so you can see all of the details there. So thank you for your time and for your attention. Uh, again, at craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com, you can sign up for the free newsletter, get other tools and resources on the topics we've covered today and much more. Any questions, comments, feedback, I'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me a message at carrie at beerbusinessfinance.com. So for now, I wish you a happy holidays and hope everybody is safe and is going to thrive into the new year. And for now... You know, enjoy the holidays and get out there and improve financial results in your brewery business today. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, Get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.